0: Happy St. John's Day. Happy St. John's Day. Let's do that again. (laughs) Y'all haven't had enough coffee yet. Happy St. John's Day. Happy St. John's Day. One need only have been a member of any church for a short amount of time to understand the term I'm about to use church gossip. I do not use this term derisively or disparagingly, but reverently, (laughs) church gossip. The first documentation of church gossip was just repeated in your hearing. So the rumor spread in the community that this disciple would not die. The very first piece of church gossip was sensational, as church gossip often is. And you can just hear the hushed, whispered tones. You see him, yes him over there. Now don't repeat this, but rumor has it that he will never die. Yes him. All I know is that it has to has something to do with what Jesus said a long time ago to him and to St. Peter. That's all I know. Don't ask me anything else about it. And if I hear from someone else that I said it, I'll deny it. (laughs) Church gossip. It is the feast of St. John, patron of this cathedral church, indicated not only by our name, but by our ethos. In John's Gospel, Jesus is the word made flesh we celebrate in five large services on Christmas Eve. Jesus in John's Gospel is the resurrection and life we celebrate at every burial. And in John's Gospel, Jesus is the living bread who lands in our palms and on our lips in every service of Holy Communion. And to place an even finer point on our relationship to St. John the Evangelist, the base of the reredos of St. Martin's Chapel just across the hall is embossed with a Greek phrase from John chapter one, translated into English, we have beheld his glory. John's Jesus makes time to not only feed thousands of strangers, but from the cross, speaks to Saint John and Mary, his mother, and says, here is your mother, and woman, here is your son. John's Jesus builds community even from the cross. John's gospel is a window into the life of God and the numerous personal ways that early community and we too have encountered and experienced that fleshly incarnate good news. And like every somewhat humorous and moving vignette in any of the four gospels, we have a firsthand look at St. Peter's gaff and our own proneness to wander and flail in the name of God and I think it says a lot about Peter's personality, that even though this is the Feast of St. John, we're still talking about Peter. (laughs) (laughs) We all have that person in our family. (laughs) I'm just now realizing that. That's so funny. (laughs) St. John's day, we're still talking about Peter. He must have been an oldest child. (laughs) And I say that as an oldest child. St. Peter who is said to have suffered with foot-in-mouth disease, betrays Jesus three times over the course of his unjust trial and execution. After his resurrection, the crucified and risen Christ walks and talks with Peter along a Galilean beach and asks St. Peter three times whether he loves him. After the third question, Peter responds, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And then Jesus speaks a word of dim prophecy over Peter's life when he says, when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not want to go. Follow me. But then Peter sees the disciple whom Jesus loved, whom we will call St. John for our purposes today. And he says, Lord, what about him? Will the end of his life be as constricted and coerced and heavy as mine? And Jesus says to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. And here is a biblical interpretation pro tip, if there ever was one. When Jesus asks a question, pay attention. When Jesus asks a question, pay attention. Sometimes Jesus' questions are polite, about 5% of the time. (laughs) The other 95% of the time, Jesus is not an Episcopalian. His questions are impolite. And this question is an impolite question. Jesus's what is that to you comes to us as a loaded, sharp question that cuts to the heart of spiritual and social lives built not on love, but competition and comparison. If another disciple's life does not look exactly like mine, or their voice doesn't sound exactly like mine, or their preferences around right one, or right two, or right three don't align with mine, or their conceptualization of God isn't identical to mine, they are no less a disciple of Jesus. They are no less a disciple of Jesus. What is that to you? our Lord asks with a hint of exasperation for those of us too preoccupied with what others are or are not doing, that we neglect tending our own interior gardens. What is that to you is an essential question when praying and living together as Episcopal community. If I prefer long retreats of silent contemplation in Creststone, and you prefer praying while walking in Wash Park, good, good. That is genuine Episcopal community. Celebrating that our practices of common prayer have in some way made someone else more conscious of the glory of God already burning inside them. That's a good thing. We do not pray or think the exact same, but we are loved and cherished by the exact same God. Can I get an amen? Amen. That brings us back to where we began back to where we began. When I was preparing for this sermon, I was excited to research the origins of the word here translated as rumor. I was convinced that it was going to be a quippy, humorous word in the original language. It's not. In the original language, the word translated here as rumor is the word, Word, with a capital W as in the word became flesh and lived among us from the first chapter of John's gospel. So when the rumor spread in the community that this disciple would not die, the narrator is heading back to the gospel's prologue. This rumor made flesh, this word made flesh is at the heart of Episcopal community. The God of all creation is madly in love with you, madly in love with us, and has come to the doorsteps of our lives with a simple message. I'm here. I love you. God is here, and that is a rumor worth spreading, is it not? My prayer for St. John's Cathedral in this next season is that rumors spread about this community and about all of God's promises made flesh in this community. And I can hear the people whispering even now, them, you see them, that church over there, yes, them. Jesus made a promise to them a long time ago, and that's all I'll say something about them being around longer than you think. The rumor is Jesus, and that is good news. Amen. Amen.